0: I don't want to pursue success, any kind of success, whether that's, you know, a mom and pop shop or a scalable company at the expense of my family, you know, climbing the mountaintop and realizing that you're there by yourself is pretty stinking lame.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Awesomeings podcast, where we highlight people pursuing their definition of, you guessed it, awesome. So buckle up and get ready for some more success story, adventures and failures from Kentucky's tech an entrepreneur community. Hey y'all, thanks so much for tuning back into this episode of the Inc. Podcast. Really excited to sit down with someone I actually haven't seen in probably a couple of years, Philip Devine, who was a former Awesome Q boot camp student who has gone on to kick butt and take over the world. So I'm I'm just coming right out of the bag. He's a, he's, a, he's a great guy and he's already done so much um, in his life and in his career and wanted to, to catch back over the last couple of years since he finished the boot camp and hear about what he's done as an entrepreneur. So Philip, again, quick uh, quick intro for you. I know that when we met you were part of the, the 2018 bootcamp. And I know some of your background is you serve with the U.S. Marine Corps. So big thank you to your service, what you've done for our country and for our freedom. And uh, you've hosted and produced, so another fellow podcast host, the, the Live Life Better podcast and talk about faith, family, business, and empowering men. How how all those different areas of life combine. You're a licensed realtor and you've already asked to sell my first house. So I'll, I'll think about that. <laughs> and uh, again, you, you started Divine Company LLC to aid nonprofits. So you're doing a lot. Would love to hear some of... Uh, some, some of, some of the, 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 deeper insights into all those areas that you've, that you've touched upon and, uh, maybe how all of those led you to, again, that 2018, um, what, I guess three months. Yeah. When you were in the awesome and key bootcamps. Yeah. So, so walk us through, I'm going to shut up and uh, I want to hear it from, uh, from yourself.
0: Man, thanks for having me on the show. Uh, I, I like what you guys do at awesome. Inc, obviously and I'm a big fan and, uh, I, I keep, keep tabs on you guys. Um, you know, I, I'm not a licensed realtor anymore, but um, when I was selling real estate uh, before the kids were in school, it was a lot of fun. You know, you'd have a lot of networking events and, and get around. Um, and then I realized pretty quickly once my kiddos got in school that uh, I had to work when everyone else was off. And that meant my family was also off and at home. And I, I realized pretty quickly that that wasn't um, a future that I wanted to pursue. Um, and then also with a growing family and a mortgage uh, the whole, uh, ebb and flow of commissions got really old. So uh, I'd been a salaried employee before. Um, uh, but I also knew that, that I wanted to get into something that had career potential, not just, uh, you know, a quick buck potential. Uh, so I, I, met with a buddy who was a developer. He worked remote. This was, you know, 2017, I think when I met with him. So he was already hundred percent remote, um, enjoyed his job. And, um, you know, outside of, you know, patching things together with like, Zapier, I really couldn't do any kind of code, but I knew that especially with real estate, there's so much that's antiquated and, 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 and doesn't have to be as painful as it is. Um, so I met with him about the different options. Uh, I wasn't going to go back to, to college for this. Um, but he kind of walked me through, uh, you know, what, what I could expect. Um, and I realized awesome Inc was the way to go because I needed something in person for sure. And, um, uh, the The payment plan, frankly, also worked uh, for where I was at the time. So that's how I ended up at Awesome Inc. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's good stuff. So, how did you how did you come about hearing of Awesome Inc.? Because again, you are you were in Shelbyville, Shepherdsville, if if I remember correctly. And you yeah, came Sh- to Shelbyville.
0: Day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Shelbyville. Um, uh, I I just did a bunch of googling for boot camps. You know, there's a couple in like in uh, in Louisville, I think. Um and then there's a bunch of online boot camps, and some that say hey you know don't pay anything up front and and we'll just take a portion of your earnings on the tail end or whatever it is. Um uh but uh I think I visited the space. I went to a, like an info day. Uh the vibe was great. You guys hand out Oreos. Yes, on the regular, <laughs> which is which is amazing. <laughs> uh, I'm still not sick of them. And um I realized that it would you know in in that 3 month span and I think it went over the holidays uh, you know, kind of the, the fourth quarter of the year and that three month span. Um, that's what I needed to get, you know, to transition out of real estate and into a career that I could really, you know, pedal to the metal, sink my teeth into and go.
1: Yeah, that that's cool. And, and I want to see if this connects the dots. Maybe I'm, I'm trying too hard. So in, in your podcast where you talk about, you know, family, faith, values, business, and how all this combined was this, something you were, you were talking about on the show why you were a realtor, why your family was growing and you realized, like you just said, Oh, the commission I'm, I'm working when everyone's home. Like I'm, you know, I'm talking about this, talking about this on the show and I'm maybe not necessarily doing this in my personal life. How do, how do I get all these to line up? Was that ever a factor?
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the rub is that, uh, you know, the live life better podcast. I don't think it's been updated in a couple of years, assuming it's still out there, but, uh, it was essentially me thinking out loud about how to, be intentional about loving my family well while, uh, you know, succeeding professionally. It was just thinking out loud. I mean, I was, you know, a younger guy then. Uh, and, and there, there's lots of mistakes I made on the way, but it was just a way for me to, to make sure that I spent at least an hour thinking about how am I going to do this? What are some ways to resolve conflict with my wife? How can I love my kids well? Uh, and how can I still pursue my career? Um, yeah, so that was, that was a big part of it. I mean, I realized, uh, you know, I, you look at all the, a lot of tech entrepreneurs, and I thought maybe Bill and Melinda Gates would be an exception to the rule. Um, But I I don't want to pursue success, any kind of success, whether that's, you know, a mom and pop shop or a scalable company at the expense of my family, you know, climbing the mountaintop and realizing that you're there by yourself is pretty stinking lame. And uh, for all all the accolades and everything that that a lot of those folks have, uh, I personally don't think I would be happy. I can't speak for them. But uh, that's not where I want to end up being super successful prof- professionally, having my kids to strain for me and my wife leaving me or whatever, because, you know, I'm not around. So, yeah, big part of that. Big part of that.
1: I'm not, I'm not going to hit in, but I internally I'm like, that was that was the nugget I wanted to hear. That's so good. So I appreciate you sharing <laughs> that. Um, let's yeah, we'll definitely come back to this topic. It's it's too important for me. So let's talk a little bit about the boot camp now. So, again, you you went through the that that four week window of, of the prep work remotely. Again, you commuted every day to the space and some people might think like you drove every day all that way, you know, an hour each way like that's such a sacrifice. But really it's an investment to, to what you learned to where you are now. Tell me, tell me uh, some of the, the highs and lows from your bootcamp experience. Cause everyone, everyone we I've talked with in the last couple of podcast episodes, we've actually sat down with former bootcampers who have, have then gone on to lead companies and found companies. And it's cool to hear some of the same similarities, but some very big differences. So again, would love to hear some, uh, some of your experience through your perspective.
0: Let me start with the lows first, cause I like to end with the win. Uh, the lows is that when I, the, the main, the main thing is that when I started the awesome ink boot, when I started the bootcamp, uh, I was doing a whole bunch. I was finishing up some real estate deals I had going, which took time. And then I was, uh, Probably not the best idea. I was also running for local school board here in Shelby County, a race which I lost. But um, that meant that uh, when I was coming home from, from awesome ink from Lexington, then I was going out and knocking on doors and trying to drum up support and campaign. And um, that made the uptake pretty difficult, honestly, with, uh, with, with the, the concepts early on. Um, the, the coding exercises, the challenges that we do, like the coding warm ups every morning. Were I I couldn't stand those I I just I couldn't stand them, uh, I I like to think it's because I I like what coding can do versus just tech for tech's sake, uh, but the reality is it also meant that I had to face something big hairy and scary which was coding computer programming and and I didn't really know what I was doing you know and it was it was just a reminder of how much I still had to learn, uh, so you know lots of lots of tough times in there. Uh, great, uh, great class though. Uh, Great instructors. Um, My favorite part was demo day because, you know, that, that's, that's what I love about technology. And I'm sure we'll get into that later. Uh, I love that I was able to uh, take a concept in my mind and, and, and turn it into reality and then talk about that. It felt like a mini pitch competition, you know? Um, I mean, I was kind of pitching myself to the employers there, you know, all of that, but uh, that, that was my favorite part. That was the high, uh, being able to, to, I mean, honestly, I, it, it wasn't even to like to show off what I did. It's just that I was able to finally use technology for what I was interested in, which is like using it to do a thing instead of just tech for tech sake, if that makes sense.
1: No, that's, that's great stuff. And, and I think one of the funny things too, it's some people strongly Dislike the the demo day and, and pitching and talking about what you've learned, and some people like the two of us. <laughs> no surprise that that's where we thrive. Yeah, why don't you talk a little bit about demo day? You know that that post bootcamp window where you're figuring out how to apply to new jobs. You just learned a new skill set. You know you're you're wet behind the ears. Some of that thing, some of that growth t- time period that you had to walk through. Maybe how even some of the awesome EQ team helped you go from again, like you said moving from, from being a realtor to, um, I'm applying to tech jobs. What, what, what am I doing?
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, the, so, so the app that I demoed was, I, I called it, I love it when dot me. And, uh, know yeah, it's in the same vein as, as the live life better podcast, but instead of, uh, something like Instagram or other social media channels where it is all about, it can become about accolades from everyone else. Uh, I wanted something where I could, capture a memory and share it with with a loved one. So for example, you know, I I would maybe write a note and, and post it and then my wife could write a note and post it and that's what our feed would be and it would, you know pop up and kind of remind you about what's important. So that when you're laying in bed at night, this was kind of my pitch, instead of scrolling through and looking at someone else's life and wishing that that was there that that you had their life, you're instead scrolling looking at all the good things that are going on in your own life and that uh, you know is a lot more fulfilling. So that that was the 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 idea that was the app very buggy but still still like it still make no that's, that's super cool pursue it. um but then after demo day it's like it's like game time right because um you know I was fortunate to have enough cash flow to get me through um uh awesome boot camp and then maybe a month or so after that but you know you know I've got a mortgage a wife and four kids like i need some income so um i i, I would spend uh, you know, the first part of the day, I think most of the time I'd still drive into Lexington. Um, I spend the first part of the day applying to jobs and keeping track of those. And then the second part of the day, uh, working on the demo app mainly so that I wouldn't, you know, I I think, um, Janine and and Matthew and some other folks that, Hey, you know, you still got to touch the code. You can't just let it be, or you're going to, I, in my fears, I forget, but also I'm not gonna be able to talk about it or do anything. So that's what I spent. I don't know, probably, I don't know, two, three weeks doing. I don't remember how much time we left, but, um, lots of applications, like lots of applications, um, a couple interviews and then two job offers. One of them, uh, wasn't going to work it was part-time. Um, and then the other one, the one that I took was, was for QA position, which I had no idea what that was. I'm like, well, I want to be a software developer. You know, like I know how to code. I mean, I know PHP, come on. Like I know what I'm doing. I mean, I was, I knew just enough to um, get the interview and then just make a complete fool of myself during the coding challenges, and that, that, that's not a reflection of the instruction I received. That's a reflection on, on how I was using my time. Like I said, I was also campaigning for elected positions. so um, uh, So it was a QA position, and um, I took it because I needed it. and they said, I, I don't think I got it because I was, you know a, a tech ninja. I got it because they said, "Hey, you know, a lot of uh, candidates aren't willing to do the travel, you know, 30 to 40%. And I was like, oh yeah, I mean, I can travel up to 70%. Yeah, no, no problem. Uh, you know, hoping that that's not what it turned into. Um, but it, it turned out to be less than even 30% and, uh, and, and a good company to get my feet wet and learn about software development lifecycle and uh, the importance of QA and how that fits in with everything and interacting with developers and other segments of the, of the team. Um, so that, that's how I got there to Bastion.
1: Yeah, no, that that was great. That that gave me pretty much every insight I wanted to to know from again, we don't even on podcasts, we we don't always talk about the things like you just mentioned. Oh, I, I got I got the interview, that I made a complete fool myself. And I think that's the stuff that that's the real life that people want to hear and, and know about. So yeah, appreciate you sharing that. What what again what was that transition like from you mentioned, oh I know PHP, I I know it all, you know, to then you go to be quality assurance and, and an analyst for, for bastion solutions. What was that whole, that whole shift? Cause you get, went from learning one new skill set to, I'm guessing maybe not applying as much hands-on coding as you thought you would be.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, I, the, the reality is, is that, um, as a QA analyst, I, I wasn't writing code at all. Like I, I, I was, I was barely looking at code. Uh, I was doing a lot of database things in the background, but I, I was barely looking at code. And so, um, you know, there's a lot of relief, like, hey, I've got a, a job. I got my foot in the door. Uh, I was also really disappointed uh, because I wanted to go into Awesome boot camp, you know, spend 12 weeks and then go up against some, uh, you know, speed, speed school of engineering grads and be like, yeah, let me in the door. Come on. Um, uh, now, you know, a lot of my peers, they, they got, you know, engineering jobs right off the bat. And that's, you know, kudos to them. Um, but what it, you know, I, what it really helped me do was develop some, some key relationships Um, and, and, and while I, you know, I talked to developers there and I said, man, you know, are you working on side projects? And they'd be like, man, I I look at code eight, 10 hours a day. Like I'm not going to go home and work on more code. I just don't want to. Uh, and I started realizing that, um, this was actually a perfect opportunity for me because it let me get my feet wet. Um, I'm not coming home brain dead. I'm still available to my family. Um, I like the people I work with. It's a great team, great company. Um, but it also meant that I could work on a side project and not get burnt out, which is, you know, having my cake and eating it too. So, um, uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Sean Patel who's helping with the project right now, uh, took the time to show me like object oriented programming work, uh, walking me through C sharp, which is strongly typed versus, uh, uh, PHP, which is, I don't know, not strongly typed. You can do a lot more with PHP. There's fewer rules, I guess, with PHP. Um, but it, You know, it got me away from thinking about like the syntax of something to uh, the big picture of of, like what I should have picked up. It just added to what I learned at Awesome Inc, which is like, um, what does a variable actually do and and how do you manipulate the object to do the thing you want it to do? So that was really instrumental in getting me to working on my own side project, not I love it one, but my own side project in a language that was brand new again, uh, but in a capacity where it was self-paced. And I was able to pull on the concepts that I learned at Awesome Inc. and build on those um, with the help of my buddy and, and you know lots of people uh, that that kind of helped me here and there to uh, to to figure out how to do a thing and and that's that's been huge you know
1: that's that's good stuff appreciate you sharing that and. I know that you've transitioned in your career a little bit from from Basham being a QA to now you're with Waystar as a production engineer. And there's I think there's some overlap that you'll yeah you can light me. I don't I don't know all these fancy terms, but what went into that career shift and how did you make that step of again beefing up your skill set to then make that next move strategically?
0: Yeah, so there were there were two specific things that I did and I'm still doing to beef up my skill set. Um, the first is that um, I started working on a project for myself um, so that I could learn. So, you know, give me a quick 30-second backstory. In real estate, when you make an offer, um, you're either cracking open your laptop at a coffee shop, the office, or you're tethering off your phone. Like you have to use, you, don't have to, you, you more or less have to use your laptop to write an offer versus, you know, I'm with my clients at the house and they say, I want to make an offer, or maybe we leave the house and I'm at dinner with my family and they text me and say, I want to make an offer, I can, ex- I, I should be able to excuse myself, use my phone to write an offer and submit it in, I don't know, three minutes and go back to what I was doing. So it's not currently possible that I know of. I mean, I'm sure there's some variations of it. So I said, I know how to write software. I'm going to build the thing that does this. Uh, so there, there were two, you know, so, so that's the first thing I did. Um, that meant, um, you know, I, fully remote now, but that meant getting up. Um, that means I still do it now getting up uh, at 530 and working until about 630 for my own time, right? Everyone's still asleep. Uh, there are no demands on my time. And if I want to continue learning, this is when I can do it. So that's like three, four days a week. That's when I'm, I'm learning and I'm learning about building something that I'm actually interested in. Uh, that's, that's, that's been huge. So I've, I've, I I figured out how web hosting works. I figured out more database stuff, uh, um, uh, like containers and Docker and stuff like that. I've I've learned a lot of that. So a lot of stuff that I just wouldn't have been exposed to on my own uh, by by having to figure out how it works. Lots of Google, learning how to ask the right questions. Uh, I've I've learned a ton. Now, how do you know if you're actually learning something? Well, um, by interviewing. So. I, I even now I regularly throw my hat in the ring for for job opportunities because um when when I get thrown a coding challenge you know I used to just you know stumble my my way through it and um now I don't uh I've I've received other job offers that haven't been worth it um for my current you know to to leave my current position but I went from you know sweating during interviews and and you know looking like a fool to Um, getting job offers. Um, And that's, you know, again, two things that's working on my projects on the side, because it's interesting to me about what's possible with code. And then also continuing to interview to see how are my chops? How am I stacking up against other candidates? Um, In fact, I just lost out on one other opportunity. I I didn't get a job offer uh, most recently, but I came in second out of uh, the top 10 candidates. Uh, out of another 200 that applied. So that tells you how much progress I've made. And, you know, what is it? 2018, I went to the bootcamp. So it's not like this is an overnight thing. Like, it's not super sexy, but it's really effective and it works. So um, that's, that's how I've been able to, that's how I've been able to transition to, um, you know, from, from awesome bootcamp grad to QA analyst and, and being disappointed to production engineer at a company that I really enjoy and a team that I had no idea I would enjoy this much. Uh, and there's plenty of room for growth at Waystar, that's, that's where we're right now, uh, for all kinds of things. So, you know, it kind of feels like the world is, is, is wide open for me right now. And it's, it's, it all started because, you know, I attended Awesome Inc bootcamp.
1: Man, mean, that's, that's, that's such a good tagline, though, right there where you said it's, hey, it's, it's, it's not an overnight success. It's not sexy, but it works. It's effective. And again, that, that's the intentionality of you, like you said, waking up at 5.30 a couple days a week, sewing into yourself, sewing into a skill set. And that's the stuff no one is going to see behind the scenes. Not even some of your best friends, maybe not even your wife. Um, gosh, yeah, that's so cool. That gets me excited. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to bring it back down a little bit because I could rant on that for a while. So, in a, again, in a similar fashion, like... Like what we've just discussed, I've also seen some other boot camp grads over the years who have gone on to start some of their own entrepreneurial, you know, endeavors, or they maybe make a startup, or they go back to a company they were doing prior, and they take over the new, whatever, and they, they apply what they've learned. So, what's uh, what's been your main focus again outside of learning your current skill sets to continue pursuing something of your own? I know I mentioned earlier, Divine and Company. Talk about some of your your entrepreneurial entrepreneurial, man, that's a hard word to say fast, entrepreneurial, uh, endeavors.
0: Yeah. So, uh, wh- when I was selling real estate, I also, I, I, always had another something else going on and that, that was a buying company, uh, to produce podcasts. So we produce podcasts for the American Lung Association, uh, uh other, uh, uh, other nonprofits in central Kentucky. And, and, um, uh, we also, I just, this morning I recorded an interview with, uh, Tory Smith Realty, uh, number one broker in Shelby County. So, uh, it's, uh, it's It's really fun. It's kind of a passion project. It's profitable, but it's also fun. Um, but that's all it is. It's just a side project. It's for fun. Uh, what I'm currently working on, and this is I'll talk about this in a second, is is calling it the Quill app, which which is what I've been working on for the past year and a half, uh, building a tool that agents can use uh, to make an offer, you know, from the sink and kitchen counter with their clients. Uh, and, and, and that's it. And then get back to what they do best, which is, you know, client care, not sinking, writing offers and that kind of stuff. Um, and I've got a, a a partner in that as well. Who's an active real estate agent, Lee Murphy. Um, so that's, uh, that's what we're working on. But, you know, again, the rub is, um, you know, you know, you know, guys like Evan at Simba and stuff that are just, that are killing it and doing awesome. Um, you know, I have to check myself, uh, and understand that in my context, um, uh, it's not going to be, uh, pitching and raising money and all this stuff right now, because, uh, what I need to do now is make sure that home base is covered, you know, wifey and the kiddos are good to go. Um, and that's, that's kind of what it is right now. So, uh, I've got it on my list to pitch at five across at some point. Uh, I, I keep a running tab on things like access ventures and all the other, uh, you know, uh, you know, VCs out there and stuff, but, um, you know, really slow is smooth, smooth is fast. Uh, We'll get the beta test out hopefully by September, October, the, the beta app to get it tested and, and then uh, kind of go from there but that's that's what keeps me going because I have to keep learning stuff and uh, and la- last thing on this man um, for the longest time with divine and company, the audio production, I mean I know you 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 do you know everything with, with these podcasts um, and I, I did that for the longest time, and I thought like oh I can just I can do this on my own and then I made some really embarrassing mistakes for clients like I'd send their emails out with the podcast link and there was you know, maybe I, 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 meant to write the word shift, but I left out the F. Yeah. That's when people are paying you. That's, that's awkward. Um, so, so I've, I, you know, I've got a, a small team of contractors that help me with stuff. Um, but with this, with the quill app, which, which we're, which are working on right now, uh, what I keep telling myself is, uh, it's that proverb that says, um, if you want to go fast, go alone, if you want to go far, go together. And so, um, you know, I don't have the bandwidth to go pitch it and do all these kind of things right now. And that's okay. But I do have a team that's with me and together, I think we will become a success. Also the real challenge is, can you build a company just like the home for dinner podcast? If you look it up, also produce that one. Uh, can you build a company? Can you scale it? Can it be successful without sacrificing your family? And you know, maybe the proof is the pudding, you know, I got to wait 20, 30 years and see how people are. But, uh, I don't see a lot of that. And I want, I, I want that. I want to see that. I want to be that. So I hope that's part of what what comes out of this whole thing.
1: No, yeah, it definitely sounds like sounds like that, and it's it's very obvious what what you value and where you, what you care and and how you are intentionally acting. Like you, you use home base quite a bit, so to keep home base taken care of, I love that. And I think, man, one of the, one of the really fun things to hear about again your journey. It's it's been a handful of years, and now you're working on what you're really stoked about. You, you found a problem gosh, you know, a handful of years ago when you were a realtor that, oh, I can't do this, you know, type up something, do it in a few minutes. And then now I'm back to what I was doing present previously. It's, oh, I need to go sit down, unplug, write this thing up. It's going to take a minute. Okay. Now I'm good. Let me go back to what I was doing. And so you're solving a problem that probably many people have faced and you went out, you learned the skill set. You went out, you learned some other things and you went out and you learned some more, some more stuff. And now you feel confident that, Oh, Hey, I can, I, I can actually accomplish this. I know what I'm doing. And I know the, you know, the baby steps, what has to be done to lay the foundation to go fast, like you said, but then also realize if I want to go far, I need to get other people involved in this that can maybe see my blind spots or help in areas where I don't feel comfortable. So that's super cool. And, and you also mentioned Evan from Simba, man. He is, he, he's out of the awesome space and he's blowing it up and it's awesome to see and his, he's got a really good team. So yeah, I love that you brought that up because that's probably something in a similar vein that you're like, man, look what they're doing. I want to be there, you know, I want to be right there with them. So that's that's good stuff.
0: Yeah, it's well, good. Good people.
1: Yeah, really good people. So l- let's say this. You know, five. What, what's what's the next five to ten year journey? You know, from perfect world, take take off take off any uh, any governor of like, what would your ideal life look like as a as an entrepreneur solely focusing on Quill app, or maybe Quill is the first step to next few things? What does that look like?
0: Uh, let me just describe my day. How about that? Can I start there? That works. Um, five years from now, I'd like to be working from like 6, 6 a.m. to 12 p.m. That's like my, my flow state. That's when I get the most done in the mornings. And then um, and, and be working on Quill with a team of people that work remotely, asynchronously. Um, and in, in a perfect world, uh, it would be bootstrapped. Uh, no fundraising, none of that, you know, additional pressure that exists. Um, and other than that, I'd still be focusing on making sure that home base is good to go. Uh, you know, spending time with my wife, like we do now. Um, we go to the gym at lunchtime when the kids are at school. We do that together, CrossFit, if you know, you know, and, um, and then spending time with the kiddos, you know, in five years, you know, my oldest daughter's going to be 17. And, um, uh, you know, one thing that my wife and I talk about is, is, uh, you know, outside of me making sure that, um, you know, I'm successful at work and at home. Uh, we're also cognizant of the fact that like when the kids are at the house, what do you do? We have four kids. Like we got to make sure that we have a relationship too. And so, um, you know, I, I don't count like in five years, like I don't count success professionally if like at home, it's not working. You know what I'm saying? It just doesn't count. Um, so whether I'm doing, I'm working just six hours a day on quill, killing it, or, uh, I'm a software uh, solutions architect or whatever at Waystar or some other company, you know, I'm okay with either one of those options. And so far I haven't had to make a choice between either one. I get to do both. And, uh, that's the ultimate rough because I can, I kind of can have my cake and eat it too. So
1: last, uh, last two questions and then we'll wrap up. So again, appreciate the time Phil. What, uh, what do you think is maybe one thing that gives you an edge to, to keep the grind up, to keep working hard, maybe that where other people might have, have fallen off?
0: Um, I kind of got this from Darren Hardy's The Compound Effect. I call it The Spillover Effect. Great yeah, that book. That book is killer.
1: Dude, yeah. I, need to, that, that's, I have a few books now that I've read once, and I think this needs to be a, an annual reread, and that, yes. that book's on the list.
0: So yeah. good. So um, one thing I took out of that, I kind of rebranded for myself, was called The Spillover Effect. And, uh, I think my secret sauce is that, uh, you know, for example, I know that if I can get to the gym at lunchtime, that everything leading up to the gym will get done and everything afterwards will get done. Like there's something in the day that marks that, that keeps things in order. Uh, and so I think I kind of feel like my secret sauce or why, why I'll be successful is that, um, it's not that I'm like hardcore disciplined. It's just that I realize, um, you got to have certain markers that keep you point. And, uh, if you have those consistently, then, um, everything else kind of take care of itself. Maybe not as fast as I'd like, but it'll happen. The end result will be what I do want. So, no,
1: that's good stuff. And then, uh, the last question we'll sign off Phil. What, um, what would you say to anybody? Actually, I, I ask a pretty, pretty consistent question. I'll, I'll tweak it a little bit. What would you, uh, give anybody as a piece of advice who has gone on to to learn a new skill set, maybe after a previous career they they spent time in. So again, you went as an as a grown man, you, you changed from being a realtor, software. Let's go. What a piece of advice would you give to anybody who is thinking of making that entrepreneurial jump or making that one that one career change, and they're still a bit hesitant to do so?
0: A big question for me that I had to answer was, what's at stake? Uh, what do I want it to look like in five or ten years? And uh, I knew that i didn't want it to look like i was killing it with real estate but i was missing all my kids games that i wasn't able to take my wife on dates that i wasn't home when everybody was home i knew that i didn't want that so i said well what do i want from that what, like, what do i want instead because you don't just want to run away from what you don't want you got to run towards what you do want and um what i ran to was a career was, was a field that i knew i could have a career in long term it wasn't like going away anytime soon um and one that allowed me to live my values and be in integrity with the things i value so what's at risk? And then what are you willing to do to get there?
1: Man, that was gold. Well, brother, it was so good seeing you. We need to do this more uh, more often than a few years apart. So again, thanks for the time. Thanks for sharing your story. And I can't wait to see what comes of Quill here coming this fall in 2022.
0: Thanks, man. Take care.
1: Well, that's it, guys. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Awesomings Podcast. And another quick thank you to Lee Rosevere and a few members from our community who provide the music that you hear in this show. Lastly, give us a follow on Instagram, Facebook, All That Jazz, or even better, come on down to our space. Come be a part of our community and get plugged in and let's start something awesome together. You guys rock. We'll see you next time.